Yes, people. Welcome to another episode of How to Be an Unsuccessful Rapper with me, your host, Genesis Elijah. I don't know why I started the, the episode like that. It started all, it was a bit too professional. Um, but yeah, here we are again, man, with another episode. You know what I think it is? I think I'm getting gassed because the responses for this podcast they've been they've been really good they've been like way better than i thought they would be um i will say this though like everyone who's listening i appreciate um the comments that i appreciate the messages you send to me but what would be really helpful is if you could go to the um the rating bit on apple podcasts and leave a rating there that would really help um but either way I'm mad appreciative. So let's get to the topic of today's episode. And I think I'm going to title it, Do You Need a Team? Now, this is something that, like, for me, is is a bit nuts coming from me because I've been a truly independent artist for a very, very, very long time. And I know there's levels of independence. I feel like today people just think if you're not signed to a major record label, then that means you're independent. So you could have a whole team behind you and people will still be like, oh, now this person's independent. I've never subscribed to that way of thinking. I think if you have a team, you're not independent. It almost goes against the whole thing of being, of, of, of what independence is. Saying that, I don't think being independent is necessarily the smart thing to be. Obviously, by default, we all start out independent. We all start out, it's just us, you know what I mean? Maybe if you're super lucky, you've got a friend who believes in you, who will help you out with a couple of things here and there. But for the most part, it's going to be just you. So we all start out, start out independently. And um, the, the phrase is, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I think as I think that's almost like it's 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 a story, an analogy of my career. I would say for the amount of time that I've been doing what I've been doing, like yeah, okay, I've I've done all right, but I would say most of my time has been used ineffectively, and I would have been in a much better position had I got a team early, or had I even understood the importance of having a team and what the team members' roles should be. Um, being able to identify holes in, 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 in where I need support would have been super helpful early. But I think part of the problem is I had no guidance. So everything I learned, I had to learn myself. There was no one telling me, oh, do it this way, do it that way. All I was doing was watching other people and trying to figure out, oh, this is how they do it. And a lot of times that was wrong. Um, so all, all the lessons I, I learned, I learned the hard way. And I guess if, if you want to break it down to what is the main, the main lesson I learned, it's a harsh lesson. It's like, yo, you would have been a lot further in your career and you would have reached a lot higher if you had 
done certain things if you had a team. Because if you if you look at my career over the last, I don't know, two years, arguably, I've done more in the last two years, maybe three, than I did in almost the whole time that I've, that I've been in the, in this industry. And that's because I've had support. And what you're going to see going forward is in the next three years, again, I'm going to eclipse everything I've done simply because I understand these roles. I understand where I need support. I was hard-headed, man. I wanted to do everything myself. You look at certain projects like um, Creature From Beneath the Mainstream, that's a project where... I've done all the beats, obviously wrote all the songs or whatever, but I've done all the artwork. If you look at even the the projects before, you look at um, Blurred, I've done all the beats, done all the, everything, artwork, done every video, edited, all of that stuff. And yeah, man, it's cool. It's good to say. I can say, yeah, you know what I mean? I did it all myself. Which again, if that's your goal, that's cool, man. We'll we'll clap it up for you. You did it all yourself. But your the question you have to ask yourself, is that the best it could be? Is that the best it could have been? And the answer to that is nah. It's it's really not. And a a, a kind of like a really quick example on, on a really on a quite a small scale, um I made a track last week that I thought was amazing and I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm a I'm a competent producer like oh, <laughs> I've done tracks for adverts and films and I've my production has been in channel four like lots of places yeah so I'm not I'm not a rubbish producer but I do have my limits because making beats is really not my it's not my passion man I love music and I do love creating music, but I get bored very quickly. So I'm going to take a beat only to a certain point. Then I'm like, I'm, I'm not sitting down going through a thousand snares and hi-hats and kicks and finding the right, like I'm not doing that. So I'm I'm going to, I'm going to give it the basics and that's going to be my, I mean, my beat, my style. And some people really like that. Sometimes, and sometimes it really works. Um, like private moments in public, I did most of the beats on that. And again, I, I feel like the production in there was really good. But there's a there's a difference, right? For me making that track and then I send it to somebody who is a producer, someone who really, really does this. And that's what happened with this track I made last week. I sent it to Shapes. So what do you think, man? And he was like, yeah, it's good for like, you know what I mean? Like it's nowhere near done. I can't even I can't even hear where it's not done. But he is such a competent producer that he's going to take that to a whole different level, which is why when you listen if you listen to Blurred um and then listen to Vision after it's night and day production because the production on Vision for the most part has a lot of shashi listen to um a prophet in his hometown that's with me and shapes working together. The production is incredible because I've got somebody who's going to take it the rest of the way. I'm going to throw the ball in the air. Shapes is going to dunk it. So you have to have someone who who kind of, that's their passion. 
and really this 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 subject yeah is really about finding people with passion to do those things so if somebody could could write a verse that's not really their thing that's when you know what i mean i'm gonna come into play because writing verses that's my passion that's where i'm gonna dig into every word every syllable and you know what i mean really get into it because that's what i do so yeah so let's 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 get into this man so the question do you need a team we kind of we can't say that already really um yes you do you do need a team if you want to go if you want to go far you do need a team so who are the members of this team and what do they do so we're going to go for a few different ones so we're going to start with the manager i feel like the manager is a super important role because what a manager gives you it gives you or what a good manager should give you is perspective and what we'll do when we, we talk about these roles, we'll, we'll talk about best practice from my point of view, what this person should be doing and what their role should be. So with a manager, they're giving you perspective on your career. So a good manager should know the business inside and out. A good manager should know your music inside and out so they can see where you sit within, within the industry. A good manager should have some some good connections within the industry. That's not always going to be the case. Sometimes you these are things you can get. You know what I mean? No one's no one's like born with connections. Well, some are, but connections you can you you can you can build. Um, but it's cool if they you know what I mean they know certain people. They know how how it works. Really is is important to really understand how the industry works and where you fit in it a good manager should understand your vision where you want to go with your career and they should be able to give you a clear strategy on how to get there so if your goal is yo i want to i want to sell i want to chart i want to album that charts so they go cool if you're an artist who wants to be, it, be it a, a charting artist there's no point your manager then saying right cool the best thing is to us to just do it all ourselves because your manager should know now nah, we're going to need the funding to get up there so we're going to have to go a different route um even even the type of music you make your manager should be able to objectively say okay if you're if you want to chart this is kind of the the genre the path you should be going down because you know what i mean you're you if i brought a manager um again I, i'm just using myself for an example if i brought a manager on my album none of you can fuck with me and said yo i want a chart they would look at me and be like bro that's not that's this is not what the chart sound like bruv um so again your manager has to have a detailed or a, intimate knowledge of the industry and how it works and how to get you to where you want to go and be able to mark down these these tent poles these these are the marks we need to hit this is the strategy we're taking some there's there's a lot of good managers out there um we've seen i've been around some really good managers and kind of seen how they've worked seen how they've taken artists um from the the beginning of their careers to some of the biggest acts that are out there now and um one of the things i feel that they all have in common is really understanding their artist's vision 
and knowing how to execute. So when you're choosing a manager, make sure that they 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 understand the industry and they get you. Um, this is a I, I guess this is a point that kind of works with all all of the the roles we're going to discuss today. But also make sure that there's someone you can gel with because the manager artist relationship is one of the closest you'll ever get to a parent child relationship. The manager is the parent. The, the artist is the petulant child. And you spend a lot of time with your managers, man. Um, like, yeah, my first manager, actually not my first manager, my second, yeah, my second serious manager, um, rest in peace, Ims. But like, we spent so much time together because the, the whole process, he was there. He's, 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 again, strategy, do this, do that. This is what we need to do. This is where we need to do next. Da, 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 da. And really having a vision. One of the reasons we didn't really work out um, ultimately was because we just had a different vision. He was a lot smarter in what we need to do to fit in with the industry. And at that time, I wasn't trying to hear about no industry stuff. I did not care about the industry. I was very much against the industry. So that's where our relationship kind of kind of differed. Um we we yeah, we got on we got on well, man. It was just, it was just you know what I mean, there's certain things that we just saw we just didn't see eye to eye on. We were kind of moving in slightly different directions. So what you want to do is make sure that your manager and you are moving in the right in the same direction. And this kind of goes with with everybody that we're going to mention today so let's go to um the next one so agent we kind of spoke about this on the last episode which is pretty much all about agents booking agents um so i'm not going to spend too much time on that their role their their job is to get you shows as far as like making sure you're on the same page making sure that they communicate with you and get you the kind of shows that you want they're going to be speaking probably more with your manager than you. But if you have a manager, it's, it's your manager's role and their role to, to get together and go, where are we trying to get to? Right. These are the kind of shows we need to be doing. These are the kind of venues we need to be doing. This is our, this is our goal. Our goal is we want to do Glastonbury at some, at some point. Cool. Let's figure that out. Let's, let's reverse engineer, work backwards, figure out what promoters we need to work with figure out what kind of vibe we need to be bringing so that the people who book Glastonbury see us and then we can then pattern that into, into an, another opportunity. So yeah, that's as much as I'm going to really go with, with, with agents. Again, making sure that you gel with the person. You, agents is slightly different because you're really not spending a lot of time with an agent. The main thing you want from an agent is to make sure the agent gets you shows. If the agent is getting you shows and communicating with you, then that's good. Other than that, you're not really going to see your agent your agent much. They might come to a few of your shows. Um, yeah, that's 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 about it really. Um, so tour manager kind of goes along with, I kind of I kind of lump them together with agent. So a lot of people, especially when you're when you're starting up, your tour manager will just be your normal manager. Your manager is going to be sorting out how you get to the show, what happens once you get to the show, everything's in place. So this is what a tour manager should do. 
your tour manager is someone who's going to make sure that all the hotels are booked. They're going to make sure that all the 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 petrol and the is is getting paid for. They're going to make sure that you know you have um the the correct vehicles to carry you and whoever's going. Um, they're going to make make sure all all of the logistics. That's what your tour manager does. They get to the venue first. Make sure that it's all ready for you to do your sound check. The green room's there. Your rider's there. All the stuff you need to be able to perform at your best. That's what your tour manager is there to do. Um, and again, yeah, your manager could do that when you're coming up. But again, as you as you grow, it does become a little bit more of a of a tough job. If you imagine trying to um sort out the the logistics for 15 shows on a tour your manager's going to have enough things to deal with so it's important to have somebody there to make sure that everything runs smoothly the last thing you want is to be heading towards a show and realize that your hotel isn't booked you thought the promoter was booking it they thought you were booking it no one booked it and now you've got to spend an extra 50 pound on a hotel room because you're booking it last minute which eats right into your budget into your fee and so now you end up doing a show you end up even breaking even or going at a loss so all these things have to be dealt with correctly um for you for your yeah man for your show to run smoothly so that's kind of like the practical stuff so your manager your agent and your tour manager deal with a lot of practical things so who else should be on your team, man? PR, press. This is a part of the game which is very, especially for like up and coming artists, it's something we really don't think about. And it's something that gets overlooked a lot. But press is very important. It becomes even more important when you start going for funding and they start asking you, what's your latest press? And you're like, wait, what? I don't even, I can't even remember when I had an interview. You know what I mean? All that stuff. This is when it becomes, it, it becomes more important. Um, also, press is important. People need to know what you're doing. People won't know what you're doing unless you tell them. I think because we have social media, we, we kind of leave a lot or we kind of do a lot of our press on, on our own social media. So there's almost no middleman. We tell everyone what we're doing. We tell them what we're having for breakfast. But what you forget is only people who follow you really see that stuff. So you need, you need a way to, the only way you can grow is when you're telling people outside of your circle what you're doing and they want to get involved. That's how you grow. That's when press becomes very important. Press helps so much. There's so many things that you'll be trying to do as an artist that press helps with, whether it be your music coming out, whether it be you got a tour, whatever it is, people need to know about it. And press is very important, whether it's print media, whether it's online blogs, whether it's uh, these, it, it could be podcasts now, all this stuff. It's, it's important to have somebody who's, has those connections with these other journalists that can say, yo, my man's dropping an album soon, man. You know what I mean? Can you post it? And you speak about it. Can we get an interview? 
can we do this? Can we do that? These things are important, but they're overlooked by a lot of artists because I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat, man. A lot of times we don't care about none of it. We just want to make music, which is cool. But I said this many times before. If you spit the hottest verse and make the best song, but no one's around to hear it, did you actually make that song? No, you didn't. It doesn't exist. It's the tree falling in the forest. No one heard it. So you need to be heard. In this day and age, man, it's all about attention. You have to get attention. You have to court attention. And one of the things that really hindered my career is coming from a place where, I don't know, man, you're just, every, you're just trying to be too cool. Nah, nah, I don't want to be famous. Okay, that's cool. We, we definitely get that. You don't want to be famous, but you, you do understand that this job you're doing you don't even get to the places you want to get to without the fame. And fame is seen as a bad word because when I say fame, everyone thinks of Kardashians or whatever, but no, every rapper you have ever heard of is relatively famous. Whether, it, I don't care who it is, Immortal Technique is famous. So this idea of, nah, I'm trying to just be low key and just let the music speak for itself. Bro, your last single still hasn't got a thousand streams. The music is not speaking for itself. Get some PR, mate. Okay. So, moving on. Still in the same vein as PR. A social media manager. This is like... This is... I, I guess this is kind of like a luxury. This is like having a cleaner. And it's actually... This is a really good analogy. Because you think people that have cleaners are like, you know, you've got to be rich to have a cleaner. Nah, not really. Like, it don't cost much to have a cleaner, but it's definitely going to enhance your life. It's going to make your life better. It's not that expensive. And if it's something you can afford to do, you should probably do it. Not talking about cleaners anymore. Talking about social media managers. In this day and age here, where we have, as an artist, right, realistically... You're going to be on all the social media platforms. So you're probably still on Facebook. You've probably got Twitter. You've probably got Instagram, YouTube, and you should have TikTok. So that's five already, right? How are you like realistically making content for all five platforms consistently? Some of you can do that. Me, personally, I can't. Some of us just have one platform that we kind of stick with, yeah? Which is, again, if that's, if that's what you want to do, that's cool. But the stakes are very high. The chances, or not the chances, the opportunity for you to make a lot of money in this industry by being found on one of these platforms there's there's opportunities out there that you will miss if you don't do the work and because there's a chance that you could you could do it you should do it so that's why i feel like it's important to do the amount of people the amount of artists that got broken on when i say broken i don't mean like they broke down i mean that broke through from tiktok in the last three years is absolutely nuts people that were just consistently doing what they're doing, making their little songs, all of a sudden, 
you're getting 23 million streams on your song. All of a sudden, labels are like, yo, why go on with this youth there? And some of them, it worked out well for them. Some of them, it didn't. But the opportunities are there. And if you're a serious artist, you should want those opportunities. So go get them. But unfortunately, it's really hard. Like I said, it's hard to be consistent with the content on five platforms. So if you have a social media manager, what they're going to do, they're going to not only implement best practices for each social media platform, they're going to look at what you've been doing and tell you and show you how to improve in what you've been doing. They're going to they're gonna look at you and talk to you and speak to you and find out, okay, this is what you do. If I was you, this is how I would promote myself authentically on these different platforms because you're going to be doing different things on the different platforms. So a social man, a social media manager and a digital marketer become super important, um, especially in this day and age where algorithms are changing daily. It, it's impossible for somebody who, if you're interested in making music, that's what you're focused on. You're not really focused on algorithms. How did the algorithm change this week? What is TikTok looking for this week? What's working on YouTube this week? You, you don't have time for that. And this is why you pay someone who, again, this is their passion. They love this stuff. Cool. If you love it, here's some money. Please do it for me. And I, I guarantee you're going to see um, a return on your investment. That's just the way the game is right now. So now, moving on to a slightly, I guess, a newer role. And this is what, this role, yeah, when I was coming up, didn't really exist. Like, I didn't, I didn't see many creative directors. Now, I'm seeing people who don't have managers, but have creative directors, which I think is super cool. Um, what is a creative director? So... From my understanding of the creative directors that I've spoken to, <clears throat> what, what their job is, their job is to make sure that you as an artist, you're front-facing, the front-facing part of, of who you are and what you do is, is curated. So some of them are stylists, they're making sure that you're wearing the right stuff. You're looking good. They're making sure that all your pictures are good. All your photos are good. All the posts are good. They're making sure your grid looks great. And that's really their job. Their job is to, in, in this social media world where image is, is everything, they're making sure that you look good. They're making sure that the message you're, you're sending out is consistent. They're making sure that kind of watching the sound, the music you're making, they're making sure that that is all linked in so that, again, the message is consistent on all levels. And I think that's a really cool thing to do. Again, that's more of a luxury thing if you can afford that on, on top of everything you're, you, you have because I haven't really mentioned it, but you're paying for all of these things. So your manager is probably going to be taking 20%. Your agent is going to be taking 15%. Your tour manager, they, they might be getting a day rate or they might be getting a percent as well. Probably, they're probably more likely getting 
a flat fee rather than a percentage. Your PR, they're going to be getting a flat fee, but it's not going to be cheap. Social media manager, again, not cheap. Creative director, like, yeah, probably not, not too cheap. So all of these people are, are taking money, but they're also adding value. So a lot of a lot of the time they're not getting paid unless they bring you deals, unless they 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 bring you something. Your creative director is someone who's gonna who's going to be actively looking for brand deals for you. Brand activations. Again, that was that used to be a manager's role. But now we're seeing a lot of the managers are focusing on the music side of things where the creative director is really focusing on that side of things, working closely with your social media manager, that kind of stuff. Um, and at this point, we're really getting into the weeds and the minutiae of the, the different um, roles there are in the industry. The majority of you won't need to go that deep into it. Me personally, I've never had a creative director. Um, all the creative, but, but okay, I've never had a creative director, but I take creative direction very seriously. So whenever I drop a project, there, there is a, a conscious effort to make sure that everything, like I say, the message is consistent. We're, 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 we're thinking about the colours. We're thinking about what am I wearing? We're thinking all this kind of stuff. So to me, that's very important, even if you're not going to have someone who's going to do it for you, but it's something you should be, you should be looking at. So I guess now we've spoken about all the money that you're spending on all these different things. This is when one of the most important roles come up and that's a business manager so your business manager um or your accountant most probably a business manager your business manager will probably work with your accountant or with an accountant that's the person who's making sure that you're 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 profitable they're looking over everything they're looking over your your account as an artist as an independent artist or just as a independent business because that's what you are you're a business so they're looking at where the money's coming from where the money should be coming from what the money should be spent on and making sure that you're never in a position that god forbid you know what i mean you 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 got beef with another rapper and it gets all tupac and biggie and the next thing your family got to be online trying to do a GoFundMe for your funeral. Nah, they're making sure that your money is sorted. I feel like that in itself is probably one of the most important roles. Um, have a, getting, a, getting, a good, getting a good business manager or a good accountant because they're going to find ways of you. They're going to find ways for you to make money and to keep your money and to save your money and to invest your money and making sure that you've, you've got your personal pension. Cause that's another thing, man. A lot of rappers don't have any pensions. Like you don't have a pension because you weren't planning on, you, 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 you weren't really working and you were just, you were going to get hit, right? You were going to go platinum and then you were going to be a multimillionaire and you'd be caught. Unfortunately, for most of us, that's not the way it works. So, if you're somebody like me who spent their whole 20s and really up until their 30s not working a proper job because, you know, music was going to do it all for you, then you reach 30 and realise, oh, I don't have a pension. 
what's going to happen when I can no longer make music or what happens if my career just fizzles out before I'm 40 or 50 well how am I going to make money then and do I want to work forever no probably not so making sure that you've got a pension in place you've got you've got a fund in place where you're putting money in um that's going to look after you when you decide you don't want to rap anymore some of you will be cool with your, your royalties, man. Your royalties might be enough. At this moment in time, I don't think my royalties will be enough. Um, I don't think a thousand pounds a year is going to cut it right now. So, <laughs> so yeah, got to think of some other things. But life insurance, making sure that's patterned. Like all these, there's so many different things that we don't think about because we're just in creative world. This is when a business manager becomes super important figuring out your merch how much you're going to be making from your merch um how much are you making from hard copy cd sales and all of this stuff it becomes really important but at the same time all the money you're making you need to make sure that you're putting money away for your for your taxes and that everything you're doing is is legal because they will come for you i've got a friend not going to mention his name but um he was making a lot of money a lot of money and in the end I think he owed half a million in tax and they were just like yeah bro you're going Joe and he went Joe for a little bit luckily he managed to get himself a, a deal um, that paid off that half a million in tax plus gave him another half a million and that's how he started his career again and has been going crazy since and he's one of the people who it's funny, he, all, these, all these people I just mentioned, yeah, he doesn't have any of those. All he has is a business manager. And his business manager knows nothing about music and doesn't care about music. All he cares about is the business side of things. Where the money's coming from, how can we get these next deals, all that stuff. And he's been able to, to sustain his career for coming up to 30 years now and makes heaps of money. Um, but he's very smart with it. Even, you know what I mean? His, his, his business manager has showed him all the loopholes to make sure that he can keep as much of his money as possible. He lives, he lives outside the UK most of the year. Uh, yeah, it gets, it gets like that. But these, these are just some of the roles um, that I feel like if you've got, especially the first three, like even the first two, if you can get yourself a, a decent manager and a decent agent, you are literally halfway there. There's many other roles, man. You know, you've got your stylists, um, you've got your, your video people and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of other, other roles that you can, you can get if you can. That's cool. Some of you are going to have like um, producers that you work with all the time that are part of your team. Again, that's really cool if you, if you can do that. If you can find an engineer you always work with, that's always going to do your mixing and your mastering again. Super cool. But those are things that you can easily pay for. Um, but some of these other roles are, are people that are going to be with you long term. And when you're trying to execute a vision that's going to take from, for most, most artists, it's going to take you at least a decade to get where you want. You need someone who's going to be by your side that whole time. You can see your vision and can objectively 
look at it and see where you're going wrong. One of the hard, hardest things about, um, I say my career, is never is always being too close. So never been able to see from the outside what does Genesis Elijah's career look like. I can look at, and I do this a lot when I'm consulting about other artists, I can look and say, oh yeah, now nah, you should do this, you should do that. Da, 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 da. It's really hard for me to do that to myself. And I do try, but it's, it's very hard. Um, so yeah, I didn't say pause then. Yeah. Cause some people got upset last time when I was saying pause. I didn't say pause, so you should be happy there. Um, but yeah, it's really hard to be objective about yourself. So even if you can just have one person who's objective about your career, but knows your career and knows the scene, because I've had people who will talk to me and go, oh, you should do this, you should do that. They don't know nothing about the industry. They're just talking pure garbage. And you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not rude, so I just kind of go, all right, whatever, man. You know what I mean? Nod and smile. Cool. Okay. But they don't know what they're talking about. But they think they do. So you need to find someone who really knows the industry, really knows what they're talking about. But yeah, man. I think um I I wanna reiterate, if I had had a team from from the get-go, or not even if I had a team, because I've had I've had all of these positions. Like I've had multiple managers I've had multiple agents I've had all these but I never really understood the importance of them because I was too hard-headed in only wanting to do things my way and that was to the detriment of my career the more I look at my career the more I'm just like I don't understand how the hell I got here because I was doing everything wrong so the fact that I'm here now and I've managed to make money I've managed to be successful is is absolutely nuts because I did almost everything you can do wrong for so long and somehow ended up here. It's all good. About to go do a show now for way more money than most people make in a month working a normal job. Um, And I don't know how I got here, but I want you lot to get here the right way and I want you lot to stay here. I want you lot to be in a position where it's not a fluke. I want you to be in a position where you learn from the mistakes of others and do things the correct way. So, yeah, man. Until next time, stay blessed. And remember, no one else can define your success but you. And success doesn't define you. You define success. So until you find and define yourself, you never find success. I'll see you guys in a bit, man. Peace.